Welcome to That Might Be Cool. I'm Jason. I'm Chase. And uh, today we are joined by a comic book writer, the writer of many things that you probably love. And if you don't love him yet, you better read him so you can love him. Uh, his name is David Peppos. Welcome to the show, David. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, today uh, we are furthering ourselves down the road to Endgame. Uh, we are uh, into Phase 2 at this point, And to me, this is the kind of pivotal turning point of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is where... I, I go, oh, okay, they're capable of, like, really making an amazing one again. Like, because Iron Man was huge heights for me that, that you know, came at the right time, and mm-hmm. it really, you know, kind of busted through some glass for me. Uh, but the movie we're talking about today was, was the one that kind of brought it back, where it's like, not just the goofy stuff, not just the cosmic stuff, we can just make a really awesome, well-plotted movie uh, that achieves far beyond the heights that it should. Uh, that movie is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. You have to, to build a better world. Sometimes means tearing the old one down. That makes enemies. <laughs> I was like waiting for it. I was about to start and I was like, is he going to say anything? And then it, it almost like, honestly, it'll almost be heartbreaking the moment that I come back into the show without you doing a little song. Well, I say doodly do every single time. That's all I'm, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> I, it works, man. It works for me. Um, Captain America the Winter Soldier, uh, the sequel to uh, Captain America the First Avenger, directed by the Russo brothers, is their first installment in the franchise, uh, with the screenplay by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely returning from the first Captain America movie, uh, which kind of seems interesting when you see how different these two are tonally, yeah. and even characterization-wise, it's kind of crazy that the same guys wrote the screenplay. I, I, I honestly would not have believed it if you had not told me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but this this one this one blew me away. Uh, I... I can't count the number of times that I saw it in the theaters, partially because I was living in a very small town at the time and had nothing else to do. And so this and Days of Future Past, I just kept going back and seeing them over and over again. Uh, but but tell us about your, your first experience seeing this um, one, dude. I saw that movie. I was living in New York. Uh-huh. And, oh, man, I I loved it. Um, I uh, I think that might have been one of the first superhero movies I saw with my, with my girlfriend. And, oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was just... In a lot of ways, it kind of corrected some of the indulgence of Iron Man Two, mm. and and reintroduced it in a way that felt a lot more organic. Yeah, um, sort of you know talking about the introduction of the Falcon, yeah. Sam Wilson, uh, you know, including uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Now that they didn't have to you know introduce her origin, yeah. Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Totally. Um, yeah, it was just. I remember not having huge hopes for the movie. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking, well, it looks cool, but I, the first cat movie, um, it has since grown on me, but at the time I was kind of a little lukewarm on it. And so yeah. I was like, Oh man, I, I, you know, I, I really hope that Chris Evans can step up and yeah. boy, did he step up in a huge way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. This is, I think out of 
all of the Marvel movies. I think this one has one of the strongest shelf lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back at some of the other ones, I think it's easy to say, oh, these characters, we think of them through the, the sort of the changed lens. We yep. think of Star-Lord now, for example, not the way we met him in Guardians of the Galaxy. We see him as the guy who, like, screwed up, like, the plan in, in <laughs> yeah. Infinity War. Um, and uh, But Cap, this is, like, where we meet... Mm-hmm. cap mm-hmm. and he does not change one bit nope um from from now to back then and we're just like oh that guy like that guy stands up and that yeah. guy is badass he's like, just the rock yeah he's... exactly yeah no this is the i remember this movie as being the movie that finally made captain america cool yeah because yeah. the first the first avenger like like i said it's grown on me since but uh i i, no, I didn't it's like cheesy. it when it came out yeah it's, yeah, it's cheesy yeah. it's hammy it's over the top it's, it's very much a Joe Johnston movie. Yeah. A lot of just like slow mo action that you don't even get to see. Yeah, and uh, you it know. would be. It, it felt like a kids movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. very much so. Like yeah. reminiscent of like the old Batman and yeah, Robin work on the Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. A lot like the Rocketeer, and that that is what was I think the most striking. The way that we start this movie mm-hmm. uh, when it's when they're on that you know they're doing that operation. They're on the plane. Cap jumps out without a parachute. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Grillo's sitting there doing his fun Frank Grillo grin at it or whatever. That's the best way to start. The yeah, movie. so good. <laughs> and then he just methodically just goes through and takes down these dudes on this boat. Like, well, this is also the movie where Marvel decides what Cap's power level is. Yes, uh, because we. Beyond him doing sort of a high jump in the first Captain America movie, yeah, um, and sort of him doing like some gymnastics and Avengers, he just kind of seems like a, a human being, yep. like like he's just a strong and fast one. This is the one where you're like, oh, he's he's superhuman. Um, he's not like Thor, yeah, but he's the guy who like he's crashing through walls and he's just you know he's got his shield up so he's mowing through him through like paper or yeah. like he throws his shield and it like digs into a wall yeah or like he charges into somebody and they dent the wall behind him yeah. I was like oh like this is the movie yeah. he proves why he's on the Avengers yeah because when Avengers he was the weakest character yeah even though they had Black Widow and Hawkeye I was like what is Captain doing other than like <laughs> yeah. directing some people and yeah. punching yeah. I kind of think that somebody saw Incredible Hulk and they saw Blonsky. Yeah, it's my favorite scene in Incredible Hulk, a movie that I'm not a huge fan of. But when you see Blonsky like just hauling ass down yep. like d- down uh, the Columbia campus, and he is just like booking Bolting it ahead past of like, all the other soldiers, like moving cars. He's faster yeah. than moving cars, and I think somebody must have seen that and was like. Hey, that was a cool moment. Why don't we just have Cap do that? Yeah, and it works too because Blonsky. The the continuity thing in that movie is that yeah. Blonsky was given a form of the super soldier serum. Yeah, and so it's like, they, yeah, they almost took some cues and were like, oh, yeah, that's that what was we a can cool do. thing. And so like Cap, like, and even just they established early on by yeah. him lapping Falcon in like uh, like a ridiculous way where yeah. you're like, oh, that guy, like, he is. There's like human limits, mm-hmm. and then like. Cap, he's no longer Batman. Yeah. Cap is like, he's not Superman, but he's definitely like. He's an, yeah, he's got an otherworldly level of like. Yeah, he's an enhanced human. Yeah, totally. Well, do you think that the the reason he seems so, you know, OP in this one is because everything else is scaled down? 
Because I think that's a big we, part we of it. We just came off from Avengers, where it's like an alien invasion. We got Thor, and they got this team of, yeah. and then it just scales down, and the only other person that's in this is Black Widow. Yeah. It's a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. There's maybe with numbers versus power. That's yeah, true. and maybe that's a big part of it. Yeah, is that we've only seen him, you know, in the two movies before. The first one is like we're seeing him next to like these Hydra weapons that are all crazy and these flamethrowers or whatever. And then in, the, in Avengers, yeah, it's next to aliens and stuff. So this is the first time that we're seeing him interacting with basically a human environment. Yeah. Uh, but what I do like about it is that the the problems that he ends up having to solve doesn't matter how hard he can punch things. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. That's that's why this movie's so good is it's not just superheroes doing superpower things. Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah, it's a, it's a spy thriller. Yeah. He's got to be you... smart about yes. it. Like and also I think they they do establish limits to his powers, which is yeah. I think you know like the elevator fight, like hit all of his fights when he when he fights, he wins, but like it's, it's not. Tough. Yeah, he's got to like squeak out that win. It's yeah. like, even even at the beginning during that operation. Yeah, you know somebody almost gets the drop on him. Yeah, thank goodness he's got his his shield support staff to help him. Exactly. And then soon it's like all he's got is Widow, and then eventually Falcon. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like you know all the institutional numbers of Shield are against him. Yeah. Um, and you get a couple of cool moments like him oh. versus the the Quinjet. Yep. Uh, which is like that is so good. This sort of yeah. like quick handbrake thing on the bike, launching himself up, like yeah. throwing the shield and then bouncing back down. To the That's bat. the most ridiculous part. Every time I watch that it's movie, so it's good, just though. like it's like almost like he's just like he can do anything. Like he can do a front flip and oh, do a handspring so over good, the it's, it's very cool looking, but like. That kind of thing is, is like, all right. And then <laughs> Dude, he just escapes and gets out of there. You I'm know? all in on it, especially I, next to... There's a moment in the first Captain America when he goes up against a tank. Mm-hmm. And it's like the most boring way yeah. of like defeating a tank. He just kind of like hops over it and like throws something. Yeah, throws a grenade remember. in there. Throws a grenade, exactly. And you're like, okay, cool. And then in this one, it's like, it's the craziest way of like using his powers like and his skills. The fight choreography in this one, oh. for the most part, is on point. I will say it does have some act three issues like mm-hmm. a lot of the Marvel movies. Like I think once they get into the helicarrier, I kind of checked out. Interesting. Um, but like all the way up to all the way up to him breaking in and getting his old suit. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm into this. This is cool. Like, 100%. like, like, uh, you know, they've got some really like, I, I, the fact that I can think of like three really on point, action yeah. sequences oh yeah um well in the first fight between him and bucky when bucky's doing the knife thing oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. i forgot about it. so that's the four there's four yeah, yeah. Uh, they're on the street and then because eventually that fight culminates with with ripping off bucky's mask or maybe that was the second time i can't remember which which fight but the, the one that cap and oh, him are at close arms i'm like i keep thinking of more like action things because there's nick fury in the van yeah, oh, I, just, I just thought of that because yeah, he's got the yeah. That's the coolest, yeah, that's the probably the coolest Nick Fury scene that we've yeah. seen oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. entire thing because oh, yeah. it's him actually doing something and he's got this super high-tech, yeah. bulletproof thing, uh, you know, windows and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, I, I do remember the Russo brothers talking about a little bit of suspension of disbelief. When with, they like, with the cutting when, through the he's street. Like, well, we got to yeah. get him out of there somehow, so we'll just have him cut through the street and that go is, into a weird sewer. And that is escape. literally the one, for me at least, that's the one weak spot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the like... One glaring one at least. They even said, they like, we know, but like, we just wanted that scene and we... Yeah. Yeah, it was there. However the, we could get him out. Yeah, it was their way out of the scene. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. This yeah. movie's... It was amazing. I'm, I'm okay with that, so... Yeah. And it's this is also the first time that they figured out how to make Cap look cool in costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the best suit in the. Man, yeah, I agree. Avengers so suit good. is so bad. I yeah. remember when I saw it and I was like, uh. I think the Avengers suit is okay. 
until he puts the helmet on. Yeah. And then he looks really weird. I think the the overall suit is fine. It's very bright. It's very bright. It is very bright. It looks and like Velcro on the chest, and I'm like, it just looks sure. kind of like it. It doesn't look that bad now that I remember yeah. it when I go back. It's like it's okay. Yeah. But it's like it's like that's just really cheesy and hammy. And yeah, but once once they found the perfect middle ground between his suit in the first Avenger, which is you know kind of loose and weird, and yeah, you I know, actually really like that one. I think that one's okay. It's very loose though. But then the 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 first like the stealth ish suit with the stealth painted shield, yeah, like I'm into that. Where you're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. And he's you know he's wearing like the helmet that's kind of like a battle yeah. helmet, but it's designy. Yeah, it's got the chin strap, chin strap, and then the ear outlets or whatever. Like, yeah. and the 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 little wings are kind of just like part of the design of the helmet rather than like sticking out or whatever. Like, yeah. It's it just everything about this movie looks so cool. I don't know. We have I a we actually it. we're gonna have a return of that suit in Endgame. Really? Is that correct? Oh, of the first the, uh, the suit from the suit. first Avengers, the stealth suit. Really? The stealth suit. It looks like he's wearing the stealth suit. There's the also a scene stars. where it looks like he's wearing the one with the star ripped off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, when when Tony says, "Do you trust me?" He says, yeah. "I do." He doesn't have his star on. Um, oh, interesting. That scene, that, yeah, so yeah. that symbolism. Like, this movie's gonna—I I don't know. Endgame's gonna be crazy, yeah. but I, I do think that they're from my, from memory of watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was really excited because he was wearing the stealth suit. He was looking at the picture of Peggy Carter. I don't mm. know if you guys st- don't watch trailers, so for re- spoilers, <laughs> but um, yeah, spoilers. I think I'm fairly positive that we get a return of the stealth suit, which is Chris Evans' favorite suit. Really, he mm-hmm. said so himself. Oh, Chrissy, Chrissy boy, he's he's got a fave. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this entire movie, the, the only, like, the only big sin that I could even start to give this movie is, like, other than the Sam Jackson lightsaber, uh, is, like, Black Widow's hair in this movie, I think is, is almost the I worst haircut she's had. I loved it. Really? I love that haircut, man. Uh, it's better than Civil War. Civil War was her soccer fair. mom haircut. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think they, they've always, they always, like, do something weird and different with her hair, and I think, like... I feel like her Iron Man two hair was like the worst. It, that is the yeah, worst. That yeah, that might be. It was a one. wig, wasn't it? It was like a weird wave. Yeah, like, it was like super yeah, dark curls and like yeah. very, it's very weird. Her hair color is so inconsistent too, from movie to movie. Right. Like sometimes it's crimson, sometimes it's like this orange, like burnt orange color. Now it's blonde. Like now it's half blonde, half yeah, red. It's been growing out. She's got a little ombre going. Um, how many That's girls are going to see ombre. this this summer? This summer with uh, the the Hopefully orange to blonde none. hair. <laughs> Um, but no, I, the, the other thing about this movie, and I think this is where Anthony and Joe Russo really shine is bringing as much character out in these scenes as possible. Like all of the dialogue between everybody is so good in this movie where they're not super quippy, but they do all have really good lines, you know, like it's not annoyingly quippy, but it's just like little things like Falcon being like, I made breakfast if you guys eat that kind of thing, you know, like that's true. There is yeah. no quips. Yeah. There's, there's, there's not really I, like not the Marvel. I kind of liked also I, like the, when Falcon and, and widow meet and they're definitely checking each other out. Yeah. I'm like I'm down with that. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm way more, I'm way more team Falcon widow than I am banner widow. Oh, for sure. For like, sure. They would be a cute couple. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and I I really love Falcon's character. Yeah. I want him because he hasn't been used in any movie yet quite as well as he was in Winter Soldier. In Winter sure. Soldier, he was you know a full blown like really interesting character. His story is awesome. His heart with Captain America, the the rapport and respect that he develops for him, and the ability like the links that he goes to to help him. You know, it, like he just 
He, yeah. He's such a good character. I do what he movie. does just slower. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. so good. That is cool. I, it is kind of disappointing because he does get kind of uh, what you would call friend zoned. Yeah. Because. Uh, then Bucky comes. You know, in. he follows. He follows um, Captain America and will do anything for the yeah. guy. And then he gets. You know, he's not in the Avengers or Age of Ultron, and he's yeah. not. It is like Bucky the ultimate comes along. Yeah, zone. and he's like, he's like. Well, they do. So they do. Line. I do remember them addressing that yeah. in Age of Ultron, where where Falcon, because Falcon's at the party with them. Yeah, and he's, he's like, and, and Falcon's like, case. man, I don't know how you deal with this. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. He's like, it's already weird enough just like. Get nearly getting shot when I'm around you all the time. <laughs> um, I I will say I I it's not the what Winter Soldier was. I do like he uh, the thing I like about Anthony Mackie as a performer yeah. is he's able to to make a little go a long way totally. And so like in Civil War, he's got a couple of fun moments in yeah. there. It's, I love it, him and Bucky in Civil yeah, War. Like it's they great. Hate each other. And <laughs> from what I understand, I think I had heard that they're doing a Falcon they Bucky are. series. Yes, uh, no. for Disney Plus. Oh. And oh. I'm kind of like, right. if they got the two of them in it, um, you know, I'm really excited about it. And yeah. it also sort of makes me hold out a little bit of hope that maybe they don't kill off Cap in Endgame. Interesting, because if they don't have, I mean. I, w- I I remember that years ago, Newsarama did an interview with Sebastian Stan, and he said he was yeah. like signed up for like nine movies. Yeah, his contract was huge. And I'm I can't imagine. I'm sure they've mod- modified the contract so that he does like X number seasons of this show instead yeah. of X number of movies. But then that would make me wonder. Well, it would be weird for them not to have a yeah. Captain America somewhere. Yeah, and I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, it would have to be either Bucky or or Falcon. Like, I don't, it would have I don't to know. Be what do you guys two. think of the idea of? Uh, Captain Marvel being the new. You know cap. what they should do is they should have Steve sacrifice himself to bring Peggy back, and yeah. Peggy becomes the new Cap. <laughs> huh. Like, like he time travels, switches with her. Yeah. So you know she's just established Shield, and he brings her back to the future, <laughs> and so she becomes new Cap. That there could be go. that could be interesting. <laughs> start your, start your fanfic, everybody. Yeah, that's a little far fetched for me, but I, I I do wonder if they if they might for these Disney Plus series that they're doing if they might be mini series if they might be just like one and done type yeah, things. I don't know because then if it is, then it could be like you know we have sort of this mini series of Bucky and Falcon sort of figuring out their place after Cap dies or something that's like that, true. and like coming to whatever conclusion they come to. Um, and working together, I just hope there's a lot of like sort of lethal weapon dynamic between mm-hmm. them, you know, because that's it. That is my favorite. Those moments in Civil War where they're sitting in the the slug bug or whatever, or yeah. they're you know like trying to chase down Spider Man together, and they yeah. just completely hate each other. Can you move your seat up? Oh no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> it's like I hate. I you love so both much. of their faces though. When he, when he finally kisses the girl, yeah, yeah. they're just like they have yeah. different faces, and uh, they're both. Just amazing. You yeah. Know? Oh, Anthony Mackie, perfect. he's over there like, oh, yeah. And then uh, the other yeah. guy's doing some sort of smile like, ah, you dog. Yeah. yeah. I, I love I love all the character dynamics established in this movie. Um, also, I mean, it's like, you know, we all, in, in the first Cap movie, when Bucky falls to the snow and stuff like that, we kind of knew what they were teasing. Yeah. They I didn't. didn't. Necessarily, I mean, yeah, I guess at the time <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't too big in the comics yet, but... But, you know, it's like we, we kind of see that thing and we're like, oh, okay, interesting, that'd be cool. And then having him come back and the way that they... I mean, A, the way that they adapted that character, which was, like, super faithful, except they were able to make him look a little less, like, clean cut. Like, like yeah. a- just adding the long hair did something for that character. That yeah, I feel so like- the eyeliner, like, look. Yeah. Okay, we're getting into my favorite part of this movie, <laughs> and that is the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Man, he has... Can you hear it? Your mic's cutting out a little bit for some reason. 
You're good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm good. You're Can you good. Hear me now. Um, yeah, Winter Soldier. When that first came out, and uh-huh. uh, they teased it when he the, that first moment he catches the shield, and uh, you know, because uh, at this point in the movie, he's the only superhuman in this movie, and then yeah. he sees this guy that chucks the shield back, and he goes flying, he's sliding back when he catches it, and it's like, who is this guy? Yeah, I love the whole mystery of it too, because I love a mystery. Yeah, uh, movie, uh, you know, show or anything. But the character of Bucky or uh, the Winter Soldier, yeah. he hasn't been as cool as he was in this movie for sure. Ever oh, yeah. since, oh yeah, he, he kind of goes downhill and becomes kind of just like I don't know, kind of a bland character. That's mm-hmm. but in this movie, he, I thought he was so cool. And I mean, it might be partially because that's when I first started growing my hair out. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, yes, another guy with long hair. And so like at, the, at that time, you know, I yeah. was I looked like the Winter Soldier, and it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, a Winter Soldier, eh? And I was Winter Soldier for Halloween one year. I remember that. Yeah. That, that well, and they also, was... his metal arm looks so cool. It is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. He's the coolest those, character. Those moving, you see, like, the moving pieces of it. And then there's that moment when they're, like, locked in their tangle. And you kind of see, like, when Cap's, like, digging the shield into it. And you see some sort of, like, weird yeah. lockup in the arm. Then he has to, like, reset it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was such an, like, I don't know. I, I, I love the whole character design. I love the dynamics. I love the sort of, like, Steve coming to see, like, what's happened to his best friend and, like, all, yeah, all the, of it. The, when they reveal who it was, his, uh, he, yeah, knocks his mask off. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of sees him. And uh, that would be really trippy because, obviously, he's, he this whole movie, he's, 60 a, years. he's got this fish out of water. Yeah. Um, you know, he's learning the new movie. And there's, like, part of him's got to think, like, that's Bucky. And part of him's got to think there's no way. That's Bucky. What what are the coincidences that both of us mm. are almost a hundred years old now? Somehow, yeah. like how is that Bucky? And it's I, I like that whole dynamic between the two of them and him. Kind of like he's got to be doubting his own memory and like thinking of like this isn't Bucky, is it? Yeah. So I, I think that whole dynamic between yeah. the two of them is really well, cool. And I think it plays up a bit on sort of how isolated Steve is, and I yeah. think that's part of the reason why he's so fixated on Bucky. I mean, I know there were BFFs back in the day, but like. The moment that he knows that Bucky's still alive, he is like fixated. Yeah. And there's a line early in the movie where um, uh, Natasha's trying to like hook, like set him up with all these different women. And she's like, Oh, if you ask this girl from accounting, uh, I think she'd say yes. And he's like, Yeah, that's why I haven't asked, is because Steve is in such a weird position that he already doesn't really understand 21st century, you know, America. And he's already like, I don't think I fit in here, but he's also a celebrity. Yeah. And I think he's very, Mm. I think he, he's very aware of sort of the power dynamic, Mm -hmm. like both, you know, just in terms of him versus human beings, but also just like as a celebrity versus all these people who are like, Oh my God, you're a a super powered war hero who saved Manhattan. Yeah. And so I think he kind of feels very sort of isolated um, where he's like, nobody's going to understand my situation. Yeah. And so having sort of that familiar face from home, he gets real fixated real quick, um, you know, with him, with Bucky and with Peggy. Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the reason he's so obsessed, I mean, we see this, you know, spill into the other movies all the way up to civil war, um, of why he wants to save him so much is because he was there when he died and he let, he failed to save him the first time back in 1940s or whatever. And so like, he's like obsessed with not, again yeah, yeah. so that, i mean that's pretty obvious yeah um as to you know why he 
he's so obsessed with Bucky. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it too is like, you know, what they established with their dynamics is like Bucky was always the one who was there to stick up for him. You know what I mean? And so it's almost like he feels like a debt toward Bucky that like he, you know, he has to be there for him now that he can be, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, he failed before, like the one time he could have helped him, he failed. So this time he's, he's got to, and yeah, it's his only, his only reminisce, uh, reminisce. Yeah. Of his old life. Remnant. Yeah. I, I Remnant, think, thank you. I think there's also just a little bit of method English. acting going on because, you know, Chris Evans has been very open about sort of his anxiety and yeah. sort of how he grapples with celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I think that feeds into his portrayal of Cap a lot. Totally. Huh. That's really interesting. How he, like, he feels all these people look to him as a symbol. Yeah. And I think both Cap and Chris are uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of withdraws a little bit while, you know, he's like, I'm going to try my best, but oh boy, this is like, this is not what I want. It's yeah. Not this is not to. what I want. I just want to, you know, I just want to, you know, go out with Peggy and draw things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is great. I, I do miss the cap drawing stuff. You yeah. know, it was like a little sort of thing that would happen in the first movie. Like you see him drawing that monkey on the little unicycle or whatever. Yeah. And it feels like it's kind of lost now. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, remember in the first movie, yeah, he's he like, does draw yeah. the monkey, but does it, what else Cap, does he draw? Cap Nothing, in the yeah. comics, actually in the eighties, at one point, was hired as a comic book artist to draw Captain America comics. <laughs> That's a little. Weird. It was That's very, such an eighties plot. It's such an eighty, like a weird eighties thing where yeah. he was like, he's like, oh, I'm so exhausted because I just had to fight the Serpent Society, but my <laughs> editor needs my Captain America pages next week. <laughs> it's like it's like Kyle Rayner, like twenty years before Kyle Rayner. Yep, 100%. That is, was, that is the best like thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make myself look ripped. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, so, so to kind of get, uh, get into the sort of uh, the, the checklist items or the things that we talk about on, on each show, um, first off, uh, the, the uh, box office return on this film. Uh, this, this film made $714.3 million. Not bad at all. That is uh, number 12, actually, in the MCU. It made three quarters of a billion dollars, and it's still number twelve in their That's university. Um, wow. The uh, the response to this movie it's uh, received a ninety percent approval from critics uh, and ninety two percent from audience. So this is certainly one of the higher reviewed uh, Marvel movies. I think it's universally one of the most well loved. Yeah, like that. You don't meet a lot of people that are like if you you say what's your top you know five list that's always in the top five. Sometimes it's Marvel, in the top yeah. three, and a lot yeah. of you know like. It's top one for a lot of people. Yeah, your boy right here included. Top one. Top one. This is my favorite Marvel movie for sure. I think. I think. It, I don't know. I'm like, it's kind of hard because there's so many, and I love yeah. all of them. But yeah, I would say that this is you know top top three. It's certainly, if not my favorite solo Marvel movie. It's it's. I mean, it's got a fighting chance for it. I yeah. think like solo movie definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you know, yeah, I think I think like beyond the team movies, mm. um, yeah, this one just it it holds up, and I think it's got some strong themes, and I do think some of the marketing was a little overblown because they kept sure. comparing it to like three days of the condor and yeah i think a lot of people have not seen three days of the condor because yep. if you've seen it you'd be like oh no that's a that's not that's just because it's got robert redford in it like it's just that's not really the movie you want to like yeah because the russo brothers the russo brothers are always talking about that and making the comparisons but i'm always like mm. i was like is that really the movie like it's just like a fun 
cool. It, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like a Bond movie in yeah. a way, where like you know he's he's been betrayed by his organization and he goes rogue, and you know how's he going to stop the guy at MI six? Yeah, um, you know that's. That's what it is. You know what we haven't talked about any is Robert Redford. We haven't movie. talked about. I Robert was just Redford. about that because yeah. you said you brought him up, and I was like, "All right." Speaking of the villain, this, the <laughs> yeah. real villain of this movie, it's interesting because he's not. This villain's like no other villain. Yeah, that we've everyone seen. thought he was going to be the Red Skull, which I would have been cool really? with. But yeah. like, but I, it's I a think bit much. He's really. Yeah. I well, I was thinking he'd be a new Red Skull. Like he'd be like, mm, like like a new generation, like a new generation of Red Skull that he's he's sort Interesting. of he, he like has a the fan. yeah yeah like he he has the writings of the original Red Skull yeah and he's like oh yeah like like he could have been like a long line of Red Skulls that just like passes down from family yeah. to family like a like a von Strucker crest totally yeah um, that would have been kind of interesting because then going into like Baron Zemo in the third movie there could have been like an interesting sort of through line there where there yeah. are almost like three generations of this sort of, of yeah of this of this uh, mantle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, he was so good at it, and he's also he was a good villain that didn't have to punch anybody. Yeah, he was he was very intimidating. The history with him and Sam Jackson was was really good. Or Nick Fury was really good. Uh, I I I I liked a lot of his monologue. I mean, like he he definitely chewed on a lot of scenery, you know, for sure when he's when he's kind of in there doing his his big bureaucrat thing. But but he did accomplish a lot. I mean, as as Robert Redford performances go it's not quite up there for me sure. but like it is still his presence in this movie just adds a lot to it and him him and steve when him and steve talk you know especially that yeah that one dialogue scene that they have like when steve kind of makes the decision to go rogue you know when things are coming down on him yeah i really really like robert redford's kind of intimidation in that scene yeah i agree um it's really cool because it's so subtle yeah like he he doesn't have to have any like he doesn't have to be scary no he doesn't have to he's just an old guy in a suit and like but what he's doing it's like you want to he has to murder his uh maid and it's like oh man this guy is uh and he's never mustache twirly either like yeah exactly he always manages to keep a level of like realism to the craziness that's going on, you know? Yeah. yeah, he did amazing. And I think the reason uh, he said that he was in this movie because he wanted his grandkids to watch a movie that he was in. <laughs> so, yeah, he... Uh, I, I so believe, he chose I, the one I, I about I heard that conspiracies and, and mass death and murder. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This, uh, so so the, the next sort of thing to talk about then is, is the, the larger MCU, um, you know, and how it contributes there. A... We it destroyed Shield, yep. <laughs> which is huge because they they kind of just established Shield. Yeah, this yeah. is like right after Shield is like, oh, we're the good guys, and we made the Avengers, and we and, made a TV and show, we made a TV show. Shield yeah. that we've kind of got to redo now, restructure. Yeah, it, it came out okay, and that's not important anyway. Yeah, uh, you know, it, plus there was this is the first mention of Stephen Strange in this movie, mm-hmm. very exciting, which is yeah, super a super little cool confusing. A lot of fan theories are like, why is he a threat? Yeah, wasn't Doctor Strange at the time? Yeah. Well, and I was like, well, they they did target influential millions people, and millions yeah. of people, and yeah. so even at the time, even before his powers, Doctor, you know, Stephen Strange was still a very well known surgeon who you could see, you know, could have the potential to upset some things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's that's the he the saves argument. the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. If he saves the wrong person or whatever, yeah, like he's too sort of well connected or whatever. Um, and I liked that. This also has a bit of a, I'll call it a retcon. Uh, where they take uh, 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 Senator Stearns um, and <laughs> that is definitely and make, him, yeah. make him a Hydra agent, which yeah. is also rest in peace. Uh, but oh yeah, yeah. 
but the, like that that was a f- really fun thing like kind of bringing him back from Iron Man 2 and and doing that they retcon also uh Bucky's abilities a bit because they ask how did Bucky survive yeah and they're like oh well he was experimented on by Zemo or uh not by Zemo um by uh Zola yep um in the first movie and we're like oh I guess he was like I just figured he was just thrown in jail but well, I they, guess Zola did experiment on him. Yeah, yeah, they actually have a scene of it. If you go back, um, when he originally goes to... They said it's a suicide mission to go yeah. save him. And then yeah. people... He finds him strapped to a chair in an operating room. Yeah. And he gets mm-hmm. up and he's like, oh! And it's, yeah. that's supposed to be the time when he was experimented on. Yeah. Interesting. Which is... You know, it's, it's kind of weird because you don't see that when you first watch yeah, it. Yeah, because I was like... Back, I thought it was like just like a torture thing. And then they're like, oh, no, no. Like, it seems... It, they're sort of being like, uh... They meant to do that. Like, they, they, they meant to keep him alive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's such what, an interesting... What kind of uh, experiments would they have been doing on him? Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's like longevity experiments and maybe experiments to, like, enhance his speed and strength. Because the thing is, otherwise, if it's just the arm, if he's just, like, a normal dude with an arm, like, <laughs> well, he, I, how's he, he going to go, like, head-to-head with Cap? Yeah. yeah well, true. he had his arm at the time of the experiments, but if, uh, if you go into... Yeah, Bucky's power set's a little weird because he is super strong in Winter Soldier and he can run real fast yeah. in yeah. Uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like he is superhuman, but yeah. it's like where did those powers? Es- it's like come it's like from? did they give him like their own? Did they did they basically turn him into like a proto Nazi cap? Yeah. Um, and then, but then the question is like, why would they keep him alive, and why would they do that on a soldier that they don't like? Like, <laughs> like why? Would- well, I guess I mean you want to experiment in case they die, and yeah. then you use that on your own people. Yeah. But, like I wouldn't think Red Skull would care that much about his own yeah. soldiers. I, yeah. yeah, I feel he like Red Skull would not them, be like. He would not say like maybe we even risk Nazi. giving, a, yeah, Nazi. yeah. We wouldn't even <laughs> risk making another Captain America from an American soldier. They'd be like, oh, just kill him. Like, <laughs> I mean, he does end up being a, a Hydra agent for that's true. Very long time. That's yeah, that's true. Fair. They do brainwash him for it. So yeah, maybe that so. was the plan. <laughs> no prize. Uh, <laughs> it was brainwashed. Um, the uh, some of the other people that we have kind of appearing in this movie, uh, we get Maximilio Hernandez returning as uh, Jasper Sitwell, who is such a fun character throughout these movies. Mm-hmm. And then like the twist that he takes when they're interrogating him on the roof and stuff like yeah. that, awesome scene. I love his death too. Yeah, he's just yeah. in the car and then dead. Yeah, yeah. he gets thrown Done. to the oncoming traffic, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> wow, and yeah, so good. Um, Frank Grillo appearing for the first time as Brock Rumlow. Yeah. I really like I that I wish character. they did more with him. I do too. Yeah, I was super disappointed that they, they gave him the speedball role in Civil War. Yeah, basically, where yeah. he just blows himself up. Yeah. yeah. Just what sets off the I kind of hope he shows events. up in, uh, in, in uh, Winter Soldier uh, Falcon. Oh, yeah, that'd be like, cool. I, I could think... see Hydra making clones of him or something. Or, <laughs> that'd be cool. Or, you know, I don't know. Something, yeah. Something. Or if it's a prequel, like, you know. Yeah. It'd be interesting. What were you going to say? Um, well, I don't know if you guys want spoilers or not for Endgame, because I actually read up a lot on no. it, and I've been seeing some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to hear spoiler crap for, for right now. Um, but uh, I remember you mentioned at the beginning of this episode that mm-hmm. uh, you didn't like the third act. Was yeah. it the whole, just the them it, trying to get the goob in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, I think, I think, reference? Yeah, I think it's... it's, it's yeah, I think, like, I get the threat of the of the three helicarriers, but some of it's based on the costume. I do think him going back to the mm. old costume is kind of like, uh, what a bore. Yeah. And then he, like, it's sort of an anti-climax of the fight between them because he just basically is like, listen, Bucky, I'll let you beat me to death like, yeah. if that's what you want to do. 
And Bucky's kind of like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And it takes the arc from being all about Cap to suddenly they kind of pass it off to being Bucky. Yeah. Um, And it's not to say, I'm sure you can make an argument for saying like, oh, like it's Cap's choice to let himself get beat up. But I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of a passive choice though. And like you said, it's it's sort of it's putting the goober in the thing the to goober, like to bring yeah. down the things, and you know, and they kind of have to conveniently like take Widow and Falcon off the board because yeah. they got to make it all about Cap. And I'm just kind of like, eh. I it's it's a nice visual seeing the helicarriers crash. Yeah, I think everything that goes on inside the helicarriers is like kind of the weakest choreography, and mm. just kind of like. Cap does the least amount of stuff. Interesting. Um, so that's sort of like, I like everything around it. Um, and I like, you know, the, the, the after scene, you know, where Cap's in like his coma and then, you know, he's playing, uh, you know, Trouble Man. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's cool. Like, yeah. that's a cool little character really moment. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's like that little bit. I'm kind of like, oh, it's, I think, and I think that a lot of the Marvel movies, with the exception of Avengers and Infinity War. Mm-hmm have this problem and i think that's the reason why i like those movies the best is that like a lot of them have kind of weak third like final like climax sequences yeah that it's just kind of like oh there's a big cloud and there's a bunch of people flying and i think of guardians a movie i really enjoy where like a big chunk of that movie is just like let's link ships together (laughs) and it's like oh that's not as cool as like half the other sequences so i think that's where like that's where like Winter Soldier drags a little for me. Yeah. Um, Out of all the third acts of most of the Marvel movies, I think that I think this one is probably the strongest because, like, you got the Guardians of the Galaxy um, linking ships, and then you get the Dormammu scene in uh, Doctor Strange, which I thought was really boring. I thought I thought the Dormammu scene in Doctor Strange was clever. Yeah, but but I, but it, I didn't see it as like an action sequence. Yeah, I, I didn't see it as the climactic finale because it's like oh they bring in Dormammu this I mean, guy it, that they've I recently yeah. saw and I'm sorry to bring in another movie universe into the mix but I, I recently saw Shazam oh, and yeah. I feel like that movie actually had like the strongest sort of third act kind of climax for a superhero movie that I'd seen in a long time I thought it was uh, really messy, but oh, I I enjoyed it. I liked I liked the yeah. fact that they had taken the the previously established rules and then sort of blew it, like like expanded everything like exponentially for the end. Yeah, um, in a way that I was like, oh, this is this feels different. Like it's not just like a little bit more of the same. Yeah, powers and choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, although I admit that they did not do anything with Mary Marvel, which was kind of weird. Um, but like, I do feel like a lot of the Marvel movies, it's sort of like. They kind of, they kind of, they got all the good stuff out of the way early. Yeah. And so then you're kind of like, okay, like, cause like I was saying, I mean, you can think of, I can think of like five or six really awesome action sequences in Winter Soldier. And totally. I, think, I think across the board, not counting, not really not counting Infinity War. I think Infinity War is probably the only Marvel movie that has better action sequences than Winter Soldier across the board. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like just that last one. I'm kind of like, mm, okay. And it's like, I was like, well, you still got five excellent ones before that. So yeah, I can, I can see that. I kind of thought their plan though, in the very end where mm-hmm. they're like, let's go into shield and tell them that Hydra's here and then have everybody go. Whoosh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who's, who do I shoot? <laughs> I think they're trying to go for like an independence day vibe. And it, the problem is, is that if you are not Bill Pullman, you're not going to get a 
Independence Day vibe going where yeah. they're like, oh, they'll be they'll be converted by the power of a really excellent, inspiring speech. And they were just like, oh, okay, it's it's fine. Yeah. Like, I think most most I think that's the, actually the thing that strains believability the most when you stop to think about it is you're like, wait a minute, most of these people in Shield seem like decent people who like they don't seem like Nazis. Like like how how is it that like let's say charitably seventy five percent of Shield? Yeah. How are they all secret Nazis and like the <laughs> I, other twenty five percent don't know? Yeah. I agree. Like even like how do they keep that secret for so long? Yeah. Like someone's like you're in Shield doing Shield stuff and then they're like, hey, we're Nazis by the way, yeah. and they don't go like, what? Um, I'm I'm or maybe they are just like yeah. they silence them real quick. They're real good at silencing people because they're secret agents. People go missing all the time. Yeah. But I feel like someone would catch on after just imagining like somebody walking 60, into the break years. room and there's like. There's like Hydra flags on the wall, and they're like, "What? What is this?" Like, <laughs> especially don't, don't worry about it. It's just Carla's birthday party. You want a Hydra cake? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Imagine one of them saying like, "Hail Hydra!" Whispering it to the wrong person, like, "Hail Hydra!" And they're like, "What'd you say? What? What? What'd you say?" Yeah. Can you no, imagine? Nothing, man. Can you imagine a shield agent walking into HR and being like, "Phil just whispered Hail Hydra." I think there's something weird, and like, and then HR person, like, they must be silenced. <laughs> That's the real villain of Winter Soldier is Shield HR. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 who oh, they gave it all up. Yep. Stupid HR. Oh, good props to Hydra for you know infiltrating yeah. and slowly growing into Shield for that long. Yeah. It's cool when you when you don't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There actually is a, a third villain in this movie. Bureaucracy. That, that they yeah, possibly, <laughs> but uh, they meet him in the middle mm-hmm. um, in a little bunker. Oh, the, yeah. the return of, uh, of Toby Jones, yeah, of Zola. Uh, Zola. Yeah, that was yeah. great. That was so cool. That was, that was really scene. cool. Where yeah. they they record his mind back in the day on a, in like an his... analog computer. That's oh, a that's great really concept. Really cool. I, I I don't know. I just wanted to bring kind of wish up they did more with that. that was. Yeah, and then he yeah, he kills himself. So he's yeah. been chilling down there for who knows how long. And it's a great um, you know homage to the character because yeah. he's a, a a face and a screen yeah and a stomach or something yeah yeah is that the character yeah yeah. So I'm like, that's really cool. Like what they did that and completely modernize him, yeah. but still have it be like that comic book, like yeah. far out there concept. Yeah. So. Don't forget Batrock. Uh, Batrock the Leaper, George um, St. Pierre. The best possible interpretation of Batrock the Leaper that you're ever going to see. 100%. I just like that he's just like, he's just, he's usually the toughest guy in the room, but most rooms don't have Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and, but I like the fact that like the Russos kind of use, it's a good character moment where Batrock basically is like, basically accuses him of fighting without honor. Yeah. And so Steve's like, he says, you know, I thought you were more than just a shield. And yeah. Steve's like, Steve responds to him in perfect French and is like, all right, let's find out. It's like, yes, that's <laughs> so good. awesome. Like, oh, so perfect. Yeah. Um, it kind of shows almost like a, a small like weakness to Captain America that he's willing to. I mean, yeah, you know, overconfidence yeah. where he's yeah. like, it's like fine, let's do this, and yeah. I'm like, you have a job to do. Yeah, like why are you wasting time doing this to prove to some Don't pilot matter. that I you like can that honor him without a I shield? I like that he's like considerate to a fault though because you know like you think like most americans don't know a foreign language yeah and i feel like cap knows all the foreign languages <laughs> uh just from like the people he served with in world war ii and yeah like, is that where he learned it i i mean that's but when did he have time I, to learn french yeah, i think he he's time. super i think cap just like he's he's super strong and super fast i think he absorbs knowledge faster than we do so mm. he's like has a better memory yeah he's got well. a better memory and yeah. he's just like he's he's just smarter and he's got better focus like i feel like it, when you have the super soldier serum running through your veins, everything seems clearer. Yeah. And huh. that's um, cool. It's, it's something that you never think about with Captain America is his 
you know, you think about all of his physical strength, yeah. but yeah. you never think about his intellect, you know, and stuff like that. Well, and they said actually in the first movie, um, they talked about how Cap, uh, the serum doesn't just make you faster and stronger, it makes you more you than you would normally be. Yeah, it exemplifies so, you. So if you're a good man, you become great. If you're a, a bad man, you become evil. Yeah. And I think in this case, it then as a result, like it enhances your mental facilities as well as your physical ones. Yeah. I mean, Cap Cap with this serum is like probably like two rungs ahead of us in like the evolutionary curve. Yeah. That, that's oh, for that's sure. interesting. And it reminds me of we were talking about Incredible Hulk, Blonsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why he becomes we were trying to figure out his motives, but after he gets the super soldier serum, it yeah. made a bad man worse. Yeah. And there that kind of explains why he would go into abomination because we were never thinking that. Anyway, yeah, backtracking also, back a couple yeah. episodes. It's but. also I'm sure it's addictive because once you sort of are like at the top of the mountaintop in terms of like your how you perceive the world, like I imagine going back is like torture. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for 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 this movie, who do you guys think has the best performance in Captain America: Winter Soldier? Anthony Mackie. I think that's I think that's yep. an easy choice for me. Yep. I think you're right. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's just, fantastic. He he just like steals every scene that he's in. Yep. He's so fun to watch, and um, yeah, I mean, there's there, like he's definitely one of like my favorite Marvel characters, and he just like yeah, he kills on this movie. I love him to yeah, death. He destroys it. Really, I'm not a big fan of uh, Falcon. Really, first off, because I'm like he's in the Avengers and. He's got wings. Why not uh, just so give him like a I'm down with Iron he's Man better than Hawkeye? But uh, <laughs> I'll take I'll take I don't wings know why, over, but I'll take I, wings over a bow and arrow any day. I do like Hawkeye? I, I love bow and arrows. And, and stuff. also look at look at what Falcon does with his wings in both of these movies. I, you know? I see it. His costume in this one is way cooler. Like the the yeah. gray with the green shirt and the jeans yeah. and yeah. the machine guns. Like mm-hmm. uh, very. Yeah, it's just he's a soldier. Simple soldier looking, yeah. and, then, and then he gets all flashy and red. And I'm like, I I'm see precedent for that though, because so the Avengers, starting off with the first iteration of the Avengers, you have these superhumans, but then they have like shield support. They have Widow and they have Hawkeye. Yeah, and so I bet, so I see it as they take a couple of like enhanced humans, but then they also take like their sort of cream of the crop, like people, people they who can actually, trust, yeah. yeah, people they can trust, and also people that just actually know how to operationally get things done. Right. People that are actually trained. Yeah. Yeah. And people who, who I'm sure there's also a little bit of the, they, the people who can play well with, with enhanced humans. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, well Falcon and cap. And they, they touch upon this infinity war a little bit where like you see like all these, like Tony Stark's having issues with like fighting the children of Thanos. Yeah. And then meanwhile, like, Cap, Widow, and and Falcon are so in sync with one another yep. that they like like just destroy two of them just in hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like that sort is of cool. Yeah, it's oh, sort yeah. of like they're they're thinking like, okay, the Avengers, we need like enhanced humans, we need h- trained humans that we can trust, yep. and we need to make sure that they all work together. Yeah. And, and so that, I think I think Falcon gets like grandfathered in because like Cap's like, yeah, I work well with that guy, and we need somebody <laughs> in the air, so. Yeah, take that guy in there, 100%. and they and they all gotta have a a stick. You know, yeah, have have wings. Everybody's got a everybody's got a gimmick. Black wing, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. A gimmick, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then then the question becomes rising star, and who is it? Uh, I mean, 
Sebastian Stan and Frank Grillo could maybe be kind of the the debate there. I might even say honestly, like I think Chris Evans comes into his own finally in this movie. Interesting. Um, I would say that as well because nobody was a fan of Captain America before this movie. Yeah, That's and then, this is the movie that put him. Yeah, you yeah. know, made him an Avenger. Like, this is this is the movie where Steve Rogers truly became president. Um, <laughs> like this, this is the one where everyone's like, "Oh, I get it." And that's yeah. when we all started following him on Twitter, and like, you know, he's 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 fighting for democracy on Twitter now. Yeah, like, yep. No, so that, that is good. I'd agree with that. I like that. Yeah. Um, how about uh, the Stan Lee cameo ranking? He is the Smithsonian uh, security guard who's like, oh, I'm so that's fired after one, this. That's, that's cute. Not, that's on the top of my list. Just because top, yeah. No, oh, maybe maybe. Uh, I think that one's like a good 10. solid seven for me. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's it's look. It's not Stan Lee reading his Mallrat script, uh, which is going to yes. always be my my favorite Stan that, cameo. Yeah, that is the best um, one. Yeah, in, in the MCU. But that was cute. Um, you know, or it's, and it's no Tony Stank. Yeah, uh, Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a cute moment. Yeah, I liked it, and I always like it when he gets the chance to talk in his cameos. Yeah, you know? he deserves it's it. It's always good. Um, and then uh, the mid and post credits scenes. So we have uh, one scene, which is this is this is one of those with two. We have our mid credits scene, which is uh, foreshadowing for Age of Ultron. We see the first glimpse of uh, the so Maximoff cool. twins. That was so cool. I, yeah. I really love that one. It a lot. was fascinating because they're X Men. Yeah. And we were like, everybody was like, oh, how did they, for me at least, I mean, yeah. I wasn't up to date on all the, the comic books and all the, what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, like the Inhuman but, stuff. But I knew that they, they didn't have the rights to X-Men. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is crazy how they were going to, they're going to do this. And so. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. Now that they're bringing in the X-Men, I wonder if they're going to retcon. I think they will. And, oh, make, sure. and make Wanda and, and you know, uh, Pietro. Uh, Who I mutants. hope they bring back. I really Same. hope they do. I, like I, I feel like, I get that, that. Seeing the X Men movies dealing with Quicksilver, the problem it's is that tough. he becomes he becomes a, like a, a, a fix it for every problem. Yep. But I like I feel like they're missing something visually by yeah. not having a speedster on the team. I feel that. Um, and also just Pietro's an asshole. Like, yeah, he's I, the worst. Like like I I think he's like the worst. And so having him on the team and everyone hate him, like yeah. they they're missing that. It helps. Yeah, for sure. That's true. They don't actually have someone that everybody hates. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yeah that that mid credit scene, uh, especially as mid credit scenes go, it, it really does something to kind of tease what's to come, and it's it's ominous, it's spooky, and it shows something that we haven't seen before. It feels very meaty, exactly. And so I, I think that one's like a solid like eight out of ten on on credit. Yeah, scenes. stoked level. Yeah, uh, it's pretty high. I might give that a nine for me. Yeah, nine, wow. Was, yeah, one of my faves. Hell yeah. Um, and then our post credit scene uh, uh, is the Winter Soldier uh, going into the Captain America exhibit and kind of starting to learn about his past. Yeah. That's very interesting. I mean, it's yeah. not like anything cool, but it's kind of like uh, yeah. they they want you know it's like a teaser of yeah because the post credit scenes yeah the post credit scenes typically yeah. it's just kind of a throwaway thing. I, I see it as is the idiot proofing the audience where it's like if anybody thought that like he's not going to come back yeah. like just like beating them over the head with it like guys <laughs> he's coming back i swear this is not the end of the character yeah so that's like, true that that kind of screams studio note yeah that, like they had a note on a cut and being like yeah we just it's it, it almost feels like bucky's gone now so maybe we can can we add you know like we gotta remind him yeah yeah that does, like i can right. see that but i still i still like it i'd say that one's like a solid six or seven yeah 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is that is the movie. It was uh, again my favorite my favorite MCU movie. I could gush over it for hours. It's it's so good. It's a good one. Um, David, let everybody know where they can find your stuff. What you got coming out into the world? Yeah. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at PeposD, and you can also follow my two books, uh, Spencer and Locke, and the upcoming Going to the Chapel. Uh, you can follow both of them on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Spencer and Locke. That's just one word, all spelled out mm-hmm. and go to the chapel uh also one word oh, and yeah. uh yeah spencer and lock two uh is going to be hitting stores uh may 1st so stoked. Uh, comic shops and digital devices everywhere um you can still pre-order um our uh our uh last three issues um issues two three and four nice. um through your local comic shop uh if you're unfamiliar with our series it was what if calvin and hobbs grew up in sin city Woo. and spencer and lock two is going to have hard-boiled calvin and hobbs versus hardcore beetle bailey um yeah. this is going to be a fight across the funny pages that you aren't going to want to miss wow. um uh early reviews are already saying volume two is better than the first so uh, i think you're really going to like it hell yeah man hell yeah make sure you follow all that and remember uh, spencer and lock lock is with an e at the end uh it's one of my favorite comics and i always love reading your work david uh thank you so much for joining the show it's been a pleasure uh the listeners you can follow us on social media at that might be cool you can follow chase at high speed chase that's with a c instead of an s Uh, you can follow me at jason halftones and uh if you'd like to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash that might be cool uh until next time keep it cheesy is that a what's a phrase how should we sign off today that's that's the new phrase keep it cheesy mac and cheesy baby (laughs) That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>